Welcome to the State of Business with the Ohio Society of CPAs. I'm Jessica Salerno, Senior Content Manager at OSCPA, and this is the show where we bring you the latest news impacting the business and accounting world from top experts. And after you finish this episode, please rate and review us on whatever podcast app you're using to listen. In this episode, I spoke with Ray Lampner, CPA and partner at Sickage LLP, about the Paycheck Protection Program. Ray and I spoke last in May on the PPP, when many businesses were still trying to fully understand the complexities of the program. Now Ray said the chaos and confusion around the initial application has calmed down, but there are still issues businesses are dealing with. In this episode, we discuss how the understanding of the PPP has evolved, what areas are still proving confusing, what CPAs should tell their clients about the PPP, and much more. Here's what he had to say. As of today, the banks are starting to take applications for forgiveness, um, which is a good sign. Um, Now, I say they're starting because there's still quite a few banks that are not doing it yet. And I actually did talk to one bank uh, the other day that they're actually doing it in tranches. So they're assigning their clients um, certain dates that they're allowed to apply for forgiveness and that's so they don't get overwhelmed. But uh, I think this is something uh, most business owners are ready to see to kind of hopefully get this done and behind them. Um, you know, some things that we're seeing as far as, um, the banks is, you know, part of the delay of getting to this point was they, you know, trying to get them, their systems up to speed to kind of have an automated process to go through this. So that took some time and, you know, the continually changing guidance didn't help either. Um, but we're also seeing, you know, banks are asking for a little bit different things across the board. So, uh, before you apply, make sure you look at what your bank is showing, um, and also the level of detail of what they're looking at is a little bit different by bank. So some of them are getting into the details. Some of them really aren't asking any questions. So we're seeing different things. And when, when you apply, you have, you can expect about 150 days before you actually hear about the forgiveness. So the bank has 60 days to kind of turn it around and make their decision. And then the SBA has approval after that. It takes about 90. So for most people, this is going to put you, you know, past the end of the year. And so you just need to make a decision on whether you show it in this year uh, as income or next year. Um, I think most of our clients are going to be learning, leaning towards having it in this year, um, mainly because it's, they'll know whether it's being forgiven. They may have got, not gotten official notice, but they'll know. And I know we spoke um, a few months back and it kind of felt like things looked really different as things constantly seem to be evolving and changing. How would you say business owners' understanding has kind of evolved as they are figuring out how to navigate the PPP? I, I think um, the, the process around it has calmed down quite a bit. And the reason I say that is, is before when it first came out, um, first of all, there was a lot of confusion. Guidance was continually changing. It's still changing, just not at the pace that it was before. But I think really the big thing is, um, when it first came out, owners had eight weeks in order to spend the money and get full forgiveness. And quite honestly, um, most of the people, we, most of the companies we work with were not going to get full, guide, full forgiveness. So there was a lot of trying to interpret the guidance, um, trying to come up with legitimate but creative ways in order to get expenses account towards it. And then when they changed it to 24 weeks, um, it got to the point where for most businesses are going to get full forgiveness and they can do that without trying to be creative, as I mentioned before. So I think it's calmed things down a lot. And so I think business owners have gotten a lot more comfortable with it. 
no, it's still somewhat of an overwhelming process if you haven't been through it and pretty much nobody's been through it, right? Other than on limited occasions. So they're still trying to trying to figure things out. Um, and we're also seeing that uh, in the last two weeks or so, I've gotten a couple of phone calls from people that basically got loans that really shouldn't have um, just because there was a lot of confusion at the beginning, a lot of conflicting guidance in the bank's game loans and it turns out they shouldn't have. Um, one of them, you know, they had issued the loans based upon 1099s that they had given to their subcontractors. Well, 1099s don't count, and now they're not eligible to get any forgiveness because of that. Um, so, and the other case was some a real estate um, person on some real estate properties, and they used the income off the real estate properties. Now, using owner's compensation, self-employment income, you're allowed to do that, but with rental properties, it doesn't come across as self-employment. So. Um, you're still seeing people learning as we go. Um, but as of now, like I said, we're not getting nearly as many questions about, you know, what's eligible forgiveness as opposed to, you know, how do I apply, how do I apply for forgiveness? What kind of documentation do I need? Um, you know, those kinds of things. Going through. But I think there's definitely, from the last time we did this, there's definitely more of a calming, uh, calm situation in, in this process. And I think most people are right now just looking to try to get done it behind them. Definitely, certainly an improvement, I think, from maybe like the chaos and stress that uh, we talked about last time as people were trying to figure this out. Would you say there are any areas that are still causing trouble for business owners? They're still having a hard time figuring out? Um, I would say the biggest one that we're seeing right now uh, deals with selling businesses. And so um, when the pandemic hits and these loans were coming out, pretty much everything you know, almost all deals in emerging acquisition areas, um, they just kind of stopped. Um, so it wasn't really a topic for conversation, but in the last couple of months, that activity has picked up again. And so we're starting to see a lot of questions around, well, I've got this PPP loan, I'm not getting official forgiveness until, you know, four or five months from now. Um, how do I, I mean, how do I do this if I'm selling my company, right? Because typically when you sell a company, all the debt's paid off at close. And if you think it's gonna be forgiven, you don't wanna pay the debt off. Um, and so there was a lot of confusion as far as what to do. Quite honestly, banks didn't know what to do and there's, you know, there was no guidance on how to go about it. Um, so some guidance has come out in the last couple of weeks around this. And basically what you have to do is set up an escrow account. And so if you have a $150,000 loan, and you sell your business, you're going to set up a $150,000 escrow account uh, with the bank that has the loan, um, and they will hold that until um, until you receive official guidance that your loan has been forgiven. Now, I will say that that's the guidance that is out now, and we have seen that happen in transactions. But I would think there's still a lot of banks that haven't gone through this and hadn't haven't had to set it up, so there's still going to be um, some questions around that. Um, another one we still kind of get a fair amount of questions about has to do with the 25% uh, salary reduction. Um, and so there's a decrease from your loan forgiveness amount if you've given pay cuts in excess of 25% of the salaries um, somebody was earning. So there's some confusion. Number one is if the person normally makes over $100,000, they don't count in that computation. And also it's a decrease in pay rate. So if you had somebody that was working 60 hours a week, um, getting overtime, and now they're working 40 hours a week, but the base rate is still the same, 
even though their total compensation went down by more than 25%, he didn't actually cut their pay. So they're not part of that. And so we've, you know, seen a lot of people. It's just, it's just one of those, it's a little bit confusing if you haven't read all the guidance on it. So um, the other thing we're getting a lot of questions on is the eight week versus the 24 week. And like I said, not many clients were going to get the eight week, get full forgiveness in eight weeks. So most are taking advantage of the longer time period. And so one of the big questions that we get is, can you file? We'll say, you know, I spent all the money after 15 weeks, can I file? Um, and I also get a question of, well, I'd like to file sooner than later because I've kept these people on because of the PPP money. And since I've spent it, I probably do need to look at trimming some expenses. And um, there is guidance out that says you can file earlier than the 24 week period, but there isn't much in a way of guidance on how to go about it. And so like, for example, it would be the FTE thing. You know, so there's a reduction um, if you've decreased your full-time equivalents. So if you do lay people off afterwards, is that gonna reduce your full-time equivalents? Um, and what's eligible for forgiveness? And so kind of the example I've been going through with most clients on this, when we kind of look at this, is again, I, unfortunately, I can't answer the question on how the FTEs are gonna be handled um, because there really isn't any guidance. Um, I know some banks are accepting applications, but I haven't seen them get all the way through yet. So I wish I had a better answer, but kind of the example I, I go through with everybody is, just kind of think that you have a, you got a $300,000 PPP loan. And um, during this 24 week period, you run up $400,000 worth of eligible expenses. And I'll also say that your full-time equivalent ratio is 80%. So you have to take a 20% reduction. So with that, the 20% reduction is applied to your total eligible expenses, which is the 400,000. So that 400,000 times 80% is still 320,000. So that means you still get full forgiveness on a $300,000 loan. So there is room to have a reduction in your full-time equivalents and um, where you know, that will not be an issue. So we just really tell everybody, you know, run the numbers, project it out over the 24 weeks. We've got several people that are either coming up or already hit the 24 week period, but just kind of, you know, project it out over the 24 weeks and see where you're going to end up. Um, as far as uh, what your forgiveness is going to be. But keep in mind, I think a lot of people were thinking, and I think this is what they kind of talked about again at the beginning, was that that 20% reduction was going to be applied to the loan amount. And with the application, it's not the loan amount, it's your total eligible expenses. So again, you can have a reduction for full-time equivalents and still get full forgiveness. And the other thing that we're still seeing a lot of questions and probably causing trouble are the, are the um, companies that got over $2 million. And so um, that's, you know, for people, for companies that got over $2 million, there is basically what they're calling, I would say an automatic audit um, based upon whether you really needed the money. So if you had 1.95 million, um, it's not that you won't get audited, it's just a matter of you're not subject to this automatic audit. Now I will say nobody knows what, what that means or what that says or anything like that uh, when you go through, but, uh, so we're getting a lot of questions on that. And what we're telling people to do is put something together now. Don't wait until you get audited. Um, just with the expectation you're gonna do it. So if you're getting emails from your clients saying delaying orders or canceling orders or showing that there was an overall nervousness in what was going on, you kind of want that for your documentation. So, um, you know, there's been no guidance on what they're actually auditing or how it's gonna come out, but we're, we've 
basically taking the mindset is what was what were you doing and what was going on when you applied for the loan um, not necessarily what happened what actually happened after but what was going on when you applied um, so emails from clients were people delaying or canceling orders is your backlog declining did you have to shut down for a period of time did you have to spend money on PPE and those kinds of things and we're kind of looking at you know putting something together and we're describing like if you're gonna go in for an IRS audit you're gonna give them a package of everything that you think they need to see and plus what they've requested. But on top of that, I would say you really need to write a narrative and kind of just kind of get your mindset down on paper at the time of what was going on and just having a good argument because, you know, they've got two years to do this audit. And if it's all of a sudden a year and a half down the road, you're going to have trouble remembering everything that was going on. So we're encouraging everybody to do it now, get it done, get it taken care of and have it documented so you go through it. Um, but those, those are the major things we're hearing from business owners right now. And in answering, I know you, you mentioned that you've been getting a lot of questions about those areas. Are there any other parts of the PPP that you would say, Hey, this is also really important. Don't miss this. Be sure that, that you really understand like this sections or this part of the guidance. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So. One thing we're working a lot with clients right now on is just the documentation for forgiveness. Um, and I think I mentioned before that, you know, some banks are asking for different things than other banks. Just kind of a basic list that the SBA um, put out, but I think a lot of banks are kind of tweaking it for themselves. And I think one thing just to keep in mind is that, um, number one, you need to keep it for six years because you could potentially get audited for a period of six years. So just keep that in mind, which is longer than, than most things. Um, but also just making sure you have it documented and not relying on the bank or, or, or the SBA later on to be the group that says, yeah, well, we reviewed it, so it was okay. So just make sure you have the detail, you have everything that shows up as far as it justifies the expenses that you go through. Now, I'll say when it comes to payroll, most payroll providers have a report that you can use, and a lot of our clients are just relying on that. I would just tell everybody to continue to keep up on the guidance. Uh, there's still sporadically stuff coming out. Um, one will be that uh, uh, the rent deduction changed. So um, something that counted as an expense was rent expense. Um, and there was never any guidance on um, related parties and how that was treated. Um, they recently came out and said that if you pay rent to a related party, um, you can't deduct the rent expense. The only thing you can deduct is any interest that was paid by that related party um, that's associated with with um, your lease. So it, for most of our clients, it hasn't been a big deal because they have other expenses uh, to um, justify it. Um, but this might be one of those things if you're thinking, do I file after 13 weeks, do I file after 14 weeks? Um, and you file after 13 weeks and you didn't know about this, you know, that could cause a little confusion later on. So again, just continue to follow up on, on any guidance. And um, if you're not working with somebody that's kind of staying on top of it, you might want to think about doing that. Um, and I would just reiterate the economic uncertainty, um, just not waiting until you're audited. Um, those are the kind of things we're looking at just as far as being what we kind of think are critically important. And is there anything that you think CPAs should be letting their clients know about the PPP? I know that we discussed this um, a few months ago as well, just things that they should be telling their clients, hey, be sure you look out for this, or if you have questions about this area, make sure you reach out to me, anything like that? Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, so one of the things we're kind of doing is, is, is I think a lot of people feel there's a need to apply for forgiveness as soon as possible. Um, and the truth is you actually have 10 minute, 10 months, not 10 minutes, but 10 months until after uh, your covered period is over. So just as a reminder, covered period is either that eight week or 24 week period. So you've got plenty of time to apply. And I know we had some smaller, you know, some clients with smaller loans were like, you know, hopefully something's going to come out and say that, um, you know, there's a simpler process for applying forgiveness. And we've been kind of waiting for that. And they did come out with something, I think it was last week or the week before. And we were hoping it was going to be $150,000 in down in loans. Um, but it ended up being $50,000. So now there is a, uh, a new loan loan app forgiveness application out um, that if you have fifty thousand dollars or less in a loan, for the most part you're just signing off that you did spend the money as you saw appropriate or not saw appropriate but as as required. Okay, and you did you do have stuff for full forgiveness. Um, the one thing to have is that there's so many loans trying to get through all these um, it's next to impossible. And so I think they're trying to make it easier for banks to kind of get through. And so in this, with this, now the $50,000 application, um, it should make it easier. It's really, if you did spend the money appropriately, it's not that you don't need a document. It's not that you might not get audited someday. Um, it's just a matter that the loan forgiveness application process is a lot similar, simpler and you're just signing off. Now, again, this just came out within the last week or so. I really don't know if any banks are up to speed as far as just being able to take it. You know, some of the smaller banks are actually taking either PDF copies or paper copies of loan application, but most most banks are trying to automate the process. And when a new application comes out, or if there's a change to the application, they have to go back and change um, their processes. So I'm not sure they're taking it yet, but um, that's something I would consider, you know, telling clients or uh, people you work with um, to kind of hold off until your bank is willing to take that because quite honestly, it's gonna make your life a lot easier. And then the last thing I kind of had on my list was just the tax deductibility of the expenses. I think everybody was hopeful um, that there would be a, a change coming out of Congress as far as uh, whether you're able to deduct those expenses. You know, just as a reminder, when the when the forgive when these PPP loans first came out, um, you know, it was billed as this is going to be tax free. You know, the loans can be you're going to forgive the loan; it's going to be tax free. Um, which is still the case, but the IRS had come out and said, you know, that's nice, but if you're not paying tax on the income, you can't deduct the expenses associated with it. Um, so just some planning around that. I know we're working with clients to make sure um, to try as much as possible. Like for example, if you have expenses that are associated with R&D expense that you don't use those in a forgiveness application, um, because then you might have a problem, might, might have issues later on being able to take the R&D expense. Um, like I said, we were hopeful that this was going to get changed in reverse, and there is a chance it may still happen, although I'd be, you know, I don't see it happening before the election. Hopefully I'm wrong, but I don't. Um, and, um, you know, it does, does impact tax planning, so just making sure you're talking to your, your clients and making sure they understand that, you know, that there is some planning that needs to be done around these expenses. And Ray, I know you've touched on um, things to look out for in, in our discussion so far, but is there any further guidance that, that you would tell others, hey, kind of be prepared for this, to ex expect to maybe see this down the road? Yeah. So the one, one thing that I'm 
very hopeful and somewhat excited about is another round of PPP money. Um, there is a lot of talk about it, um, doing it. I think when it comes out, it's going to be much more um, of a rifle approach as far as certain industries and having to prove that you actually need the money ahead of time and showing how you're impacted, um, those types of things. But I think just keep your eyes out for another round of PPP money. Um, you know, we're definitely starting to see that this drag on, you know, the hospitality industry and um, hopefully that'll help prop that up until we can get through this. Um, the other thing is it would be nice to hear for these economic uncertainty audits. What are they actually looking for? What do they want to see? Um, and this is another thing that I talk to people about um, that are talking about hurrying up and applying for forgiveness that if you have the over $2 million worth of loans, do you really want to be the first ones going through these economic uncertainty audits? Um, you know, I'm sure there's pluses and minuses each way, but uh, I don't know if I'd want to be the first one going through these audits. Um, and the other thing is the eight week versus 24 weeks and ho hopefully get some more guidance on, you know, what happens if you apply after 15 weeks. Um, but like I said, I mean, a lot of what we're seeing now is that most of our clients uh, barring, um, uh, barring certain specific industries and things like that are, do appear to be getting full forgiveness. Um, and, and I wouldn't say they're doing it easily, but you know, the amount of work that goes into and the amount of creativeness is, is way down compared to what <clears throat> I would have told you in the last time, um, you guys have had me here. Um, but, uh, like, so I don't, I don't know if there's going to be that much more as far as specific guidance relating to, um, uh, expenses and things like that. But I think it's just a matter of you know, understanding, you know, like I said, more money from the PPP. Uh, what's really going on with the uncertainty and what are they looking for and um, really how's this, you know, midpoint work between the eight and 24 weeks. From, from the standpoint of, you know, being a CPA and working with clients, it just, just make sure you're being proactive with your clients and following up to see if they need anything. Um, you know, we've, we as a firm have been very proactive about it, but we still come across clients, clients that haven't really been um, tracking things, haven't really been you know, moving forward and, um, you know, just making sure they're on, they're on pace and they're following up with the bank as far as doing their forgiveness applications and things like that. I will say, I think the banks have done a great job as far as trying to be in front of clients and do that. Um, as far as get, keeping the process going, I just haven't seen, um, many banks and I completely understand, uh, really give detailed advice on how to do, you know, what's deductible, uh, or those types of questions, or, or what are some of the logistics going through it? Um, just because you know it, you know that's not their position, right? Um, they're there to lend the money. They're there to process the forgiveness application, um, to kind of go through it. So just make sure that uh, um, you're being proactive with your clients, communicating with them, and following up to make sure that uh, they're in front of their, you know they're in front of their clients, and and everybody's going to get full forgiveness. We hope. Thank you to Ray for taking the time to speak with us more about how the PPP has evolved. What did you think of the episode? Let me know at jsalerno, J-S-A-L-E-R-N-O, at ohiocpa.com. Please rate and review us on whatever podcast app you're using to listen. We love to hear your feedback. Thanks for listening.